Hey guys, welcome back. It's Sarah and Narelle, your hopeless, not truthless Bravo recappers from the North. Please help us be a little bit less hopeless and a little more truthful by hitting that follow or subscribe button. Or if you really want to make our week, give us a five-star rating wherever it is that you're listening to us. We appreciate all of you so much. You can also follow us on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at HopelessNotTruthlessPod and talk to us there. Okay, I need to ask you, what? Sarah, have you watched Saltburn yet? No, but I it's all over my TikTok. It looks scary. Is it scary? No. Scary what? like a no it's not a no it's not a horror it looks like a horror movie everyone who does like a reaction video looks traumatized okay well they are definitely traumatized i'm traumatized but it's not like it's not a horror trauma it's uh it's a different kind of trauma it's a very uh traumatic traumatic experience to watch but like in a good way maybe a little bit i don't know okay 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 good trauma you need to watch it Yes, there is a there's there's many scenes. Uh, the bathtub and the grave scene. Okay, I keep hearing about a bathtub. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I posted a reaction video. <laughs> I saw that. Um, on our TikTok because <laughs> I I watched this yesterday. I saw a TikTok actually. This is the one that made me decide to watch it because I'm I was sitting down. I was like, I'm gonna do a puzzle. It's Puzzle Sunday. <laughs> yeah, Puzzle Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted like a nice, funny, little low key. I thought it, you know, something to watch. I thought it was a a comedy. I watched this guy dancing around saying like, this was me after Saltburn and he's dancing around. It looks silly. I was like, oh, it's going to be funny. Oh, perfect. I'll put that on. Within, I figured out pretty quick that it wasn't funny. And then you get to the bathtub and there was, there was no more space for puzzling. It was all. (laughs) All encompassing bathtub trauma you need to you need to watch it and report back i'm gonna ask you next time next podcast okay i'm scared okay i still why do i still feel like it's gonna be scary to me it's not it's not even jumpy it's uh it's dark okay it's like i feel almost like it's white like white lotus but without the humor like there's some kind of there's a strange element to it like white lotus yeah it's gripping it's dark it's got like a weird seediness to it Mm -hmm. um but no humor to balance it out the way white locust did it's drama okay i'll give it a shot yeah oh my god i was gonna talk to you about jt from southern charm and his ex have you seen anything about his ex ex? girlfriend i think no an ex of some sort i don't know if they were official okay i can't really imagine him in a relationship tbh Okay, crap. I did forget to look up how old JT is, but this girl is currently 25 years old. Her name is Sabina. She has has a few things to say. She's not throwing him totally under the bus, but she's talking a little bit. She's like, he is such a loser. He was so, like, the minute she saw him on screen, she's like, "Mm mm-hmm, that's JT, so performative, and this is, like, all he wanted um, to be on Southern Charm, obviously. And she said when she started posting about him, so many other young girls were in her DMs talking about how he did them dirty as well. She also said he made one of his old exes stitch one of her TikToks, and it was of JT and his new girlfriend, 
making out. <laughs> and the clincher was... Wait, made her stitch it. Why? Yeah, like I, a reaction video? Yes. To yes. him making out with his new girlfriend. No. He so, made his... No, he made his new girlfriend, I think. This is how I interpret it. His new girlfriend at the time react, like stitch this girl's video. And it was just a video of them making out. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay. And she also said that he claimed to own homes and property, but he lived in a trailer. And it all seemed very sketchy. And she said she later found out the house he claimed to own in D.C. was actually not his at all. Was it his mom's? Maybe. (laughs) Probably (laughs) his Airbnb. I don't know. So JT just kind of like after this episode too. Yep. I'm yeah. not my not sure. my love affair with JT was short lived, but it is <laughs> over, you guys. <laughs> After this episode, it will never be resurrected either. He's a bit of an incel, not gonna lie. Yeah, right. Okay, we'll get into that. In, in yes, okay, okay, in the episode. But before, I was say in sheep's clothing. Well, he tries. He tries to hide it. I think. Mm-hmm. Okay. Before we get to that, though, I just wanted to quickly ask you did you have a chance to listen to rachel's new podcast no i haven't decided if i want to yet okay don't (laughs) okay good oh good yeah i listened to it this morning actually just you know Mm. it was it was work related right i had to do this for the podcast i had to take that bullet for everybody um so we were really kind of curious about what kind of format she was going to be doing like how her communication style was going to come across Mm -hmm. so far it's just her being interviewed. It's not even her podcast. Oh, she's being interviewed. Interviewed, yeah. By who? So Who's interviewing her? There's these other phantom women who what? turn out to be the producers. They're like iHeartRadio. She's like, I'm here with my iHeartRadio family members. And then these women just ask her these very loaded, obviously pre-planned questions designed to improve her public image basically so she is basically being led through what happens like the scandal and she's just telling her side of it it's completely just a list of deflections she's not owning up to anything it's a list of excuses I was really hopeful and I think you were as well that this was going to be something different for her I was very curious I thought maybe she was going to be carving out something new for herself but listen listen to this I wrote down a quote She's basically explaining what the podcast is going to be about going forward. And she says, I feel like it's a lot of responsibility to put out a podcast every single week while Vanderpump Rules Season 11 is airing every single week. Mm -hmm. So I have a plan with my therapist to process what we watch on Monday's episode for Tuesday. And then I have the remaining days to come up with what I'll be talking about on my podcast. I don't want my podcast to be a response necessarily to what they're putting out there for Season 11, because ultimately I'm not a part of it. I removed myself from that situation for a reason. My intention is just to share my truth. So basically, she is going to be listening or watching each of the VPR episodes. She's doing a reaction podcast. She's she's a recapper, but from her perspective. So if they say anything about her, she's going to correct it about how they're portraying her. So it's it's like she's on VPR, but... Without the paycheck. Yeah, so... This is... Huh. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I, I, I can't formulate thoughts, honestly, about this. 
the worst part for me, I just wrote down one more quote. I listened to the whole thing, but I'm not really going to go too much further into it. It's not really that engaging of a listen, so I'm not trying to promote it or make it sound interesting in any way. But one of the things that angered me the most was when they ask her another loaded question and she responds um, and she brings up the whole conversation that she had with Ariana. This was the only time, by the way, that she talks about Ariana. She never talks about how she feels bad for doing anything to her. This was the only time she brought Ariana up. And it was in regards to the conversation that they had during an episode about Ariana's like sex life with Tom and if she's still attracted to Tom and oh yes I vividly remember that scene (laughs) I think we all do she explains it away of course and she says I was just trying to feel her out and it happened to play out on TV (gasps) and then she giggles what giggled she oh she giggled there was a giggle dude dude no no that's basically how she's answering all of their interview questions it's just it's really weird these producers are not her friend no. And mm. she says at the end, she was like, I am a little nervous about how I'm going to be portrayed on this podcast. And I'm like, bitch, it's your podcast. What the fuck? I mean, obviously it's not. Come on. It's not. Yeah. It's clearly not. Okay. Why would you do this again? Why would you put yourself in a scenario where you're being taken advantage of? Yeah. Why wouldn't you have just gone back on BPR? Or done your own podcast? She's a coward. She wants full control. And I don't... Okay. I get removing yourself. But she doesn't have full control. She has no No! control. She has no control. She needs to go and do her own podcast, but she can't because she can't talk. She can't communicate. She needs to be edited and she needs to be led along like a horse to water because she has these people. They're feeding her questions because she doesn't know how to talk. Neither do I. Well, today I do not know how to talk. But at this point, like, I almost feel sorry for how stupid she is. I'm going to say it. This is just straight up dumb this is yeah. not a decision a, a person with high intelligence would make. I get no. being manipulated by producers and Bethany and everything shiny and, oh, you get the chance to tell your story. Rachel, you yeah. removed yourself at the advice and counsel of a therapist and now you're you're literally right back in it again. And what kind of therapist is advising her to watch the show, first of all, and then they're going to watch the show alongside with her and then dissect it with her and then suggest Mm. things for her to talk about on her podcast. So who is this therapist? Maybe last season they should have done that. They should go back and (laughs) rewatch that. (laughs) Yeah. Like, there's no therapist in the world who would do that. No No. reputable one. No. So... Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, I'm not going to listen to any more episodes, I don't think, because you know what? Like the new VPR is starting. I don't need to hear Rachel's perspective. I just, yeah, I'm disappointed. I thought she was going to do something new on her own Mm -hmm. podcast. And I was very hopeful for that. But it's just more of the same deflection. I think we're all just at this point constantly disappointed by Rachel's behavior and her actions and repeating behaviors that this is just... No surprise, I guess, at this point. Just Yeah, I feel stupid for being surprised. But yeah. Anyways. No, I, I'm surprised, but I'm not surprised. It's She just feels the need to be vindicated. This is not the way to go about it. No. Go be a success no. of yourself doing something else, but you're still... I understand. Capitalize on this scandal like everyone else did. I understand that. But you kind of missed the boat. 
She's not even trying to capitalize on Scandaval now. She's trying to capitalize on Vanderpump Rules as they go forward, which is just sad to me. Like, you need to make your own life now apart from the show. And maybe that could have been a podcast about something, like, about you. I I thought it was about being the other woman. I thought that's kind of what she misled us into kind of thinking. I think... She's like, oh in God. her misguided mind, this is going to be her perspective of being the other woman. Oh but it's almost as if Vanderpump Rules was the relationship. And now mm-hmm. she's the other woman out of the cast for or something. The show. Like, for the show. <laughs> because, Girl. yeah, Girl. It, it's it's kind of sad. She needs a real friend. I like Honestly, I, I kind of feel sorry for her. Nobody from iHeartRadio. No Bethany Frankel. No. Obviously, your parents are steering you wrong. Yeah. Like, you need... You need a real friend, girl. And she had one. It's not going to be us either, but... Oh, yep, fuck She that. did. <laughs> she did, and mm-hmm. uh, she needs she needs a friend, but they don't need her. No. <laughs> no. Well, Sarah, what are we talking about today? Well, everyone's favorite, Potomac, and Southern Charm finale. Yeah, Potomac really is sure my favorite. I can't wait. Every week, I'm like... <laughs> Salt Lake City, gross. I can't wait to get to Potomac. Oh, said nobody girl. ever. I have a few questions for you about Potomac. If you just want to get it over with, yes, I do. I was I was gonna suggest let's do Potomac first. Okay, perfect. Because <laughs> Southern Charm was actually good this week. So right? good. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I really am enjoying Southern Charm. I'm sad. It was. It felt like a short season. It did. But it wasn't like that was no. episode 15. Weird. You know why? Because there was only one storyline and it was. That is so true. Right? Like nothing else yeah. happened. Yeah. There's a lot to talk about in this episode though. Woo. Yeah. Baby. I have a lot of thoughts, but let's definitely get Potomac out of the way. Okay, let's go. Real Housewives of Potomac, season eight, episode five. Didn't even bother writing the title down. So there you go, guys. Hmm. Let me find my questions. Okay, well, I'll start things off. Okay. We've been talking about the fucking shrine shit Mm -hmm. since 2023, okay? It's (laughs) it's too much. It's too much. This is what is bringing this whole thing down. I'm glad that this episode did bring in some other more fun aspects, like it's Karen's triple 20. Yeah. I enjoyed that, but we started off with the whole shrine bullshit. and shrine again. The second I hear the word shrine, I'm just turning off mentally and emotionally. I can't help it. Do you see next week Wendy is talking to her mother about the shrine? That no. was in the preview. I'm like, oh, for the I didn't love. even, I don't even think I watched the preview, honestly. I I am going, I'm curious to see what your questions are because I did tune out, I think, okay. unfortunately. I tried. I really tried, you guys. I tried it's, to watch it. It's fine. One thing I did love about this episode was the painting. So they had to reuse the paint supplies that they brought on this trip that seems to have lasted <laughs> 18 episodes because clearly the budget is... Can't take those back to the craft store. Right. They have right. to, yeah, they have to make use of it. You're right. So Ashley and Giselle were like, okay, okay, let's actually pretend we brought this so we can all paint Karen in honor of her triple triple 20, right? Is that the what essence, it? the essence of Karen. the essence? This part actually cracked me up. Karen handled this, I gotta say, like a queen. If I had a bunch of my friends saying, we're gonna paint the essence of you, I would, I would Die. run away. Yep. Yeah. Yep. No, thank you. No, thank you. Same. Neka's was like so bad and I started laughing so hard. Karen's reaction to Neka's 
Oh yeah, Karen's reaction <laughs> killed me. I was laughing so hard. And Mia painting Ray on a tractor in the background. <laughs> yes, yes. But Wendy's drawing of the mole hairs. Oh my god, Wendy is so shady. That's abrasive. On her birthday, Wendy. Yeah. But I gotta say, Robin made me laugh. She made me elicit an emotion other than frustration and anger. <laughs> yes, there is a first time for everything. <laughs> The blue Twitter check was so fucking funny to me. I li- I did like the scene. It was good to see some lighthearted fun. To see them let loose a little bit. Like, I loved it uh, when NECA revealed her drawing. You just hear everybody in the background going, who is that? Who is that? <laughs> like, Ashley's face. Karen's like, face. <gasps> yeah. No, Karen handled it so well, too. But she has the entire season because she's taking it all on the chin because she's carrying everybody. She knows. She, I think she, she sees the writing on the wall for this franchise. And I she's think like, she does. Yeah. Because she's trying way too hard. Like, yeah. she's not fighting with anyone because she's like, we have enough of this. Exactly. So. <laughs> My goodness. I also loved the um, frozen apple pie that came out in this scene. <laughs> <laughs> I think Karen was like, has half of this been in the freezer? Or like, has all of it in the freezer? <laughs> <laughs> I love her. Okay. So... I'm not trying to be a bitch here when I question this, but Wendy talking to Candace and Karen about her mom being in the hospital for a 10-minute procedure, and that's why everything NECA is saying is so triggering for her. Uh, what, 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 What are you thinking? At first, I was like, oh, shit, she's having surgery. That's scary. And I'm like, well, hold on a second. <laughs> sounds like an MRI. Or like... So she's having like a scope. Ten minute procedure. Yeah, a scope. I mean, obviously something is up and that's scary, but. That's scary. Waiting for the result for sure. Yeah, but it definitely, but... yeah. I also, not to be a bitch, but I also read that. It's like, oh, that's why. That's why you had that reaction. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, and I was like, Candace is absolutely right. She's like, it's not fair to conflate the two. And yeah, no, it isn't fair. You cannot excuse no. your behavior for all of all of this because your mom is having a 10-minute procedure. That is for sure. Okay, okay, okay. So I'm just going to summarize this because, you know, just in case you weren't exactly paying attention, Ralph. <laughs> Ashley asks Candace why she feels like it's okay for her to bash her friends on social media. Okay, the- hold on. But she also did this totally randomly. <laughs> I freaking, I'm sorry. I did, I did make a note of this. Mm-hmm. I hate it when housewives do this. Like trying to stir drama? But so obviously. Like you don't even try to bring some subtlety into it. Like you don't try to steer the conversation towards the direction that you want to go in. Ashley just like steers the car off the cliff into a steaming pile of shit. It's not even involving her. her. It's involving other people. That's the epitome of uh, annoying to me. It's just so obvious. And Ashley does this all the time. She is infamous for it. Honestly, yeah. it's so bad. Sorry to cut you off there. Going back to what you were saying. No, no, I'm with you. That's a great point. It does add to the annoying factor. 
So she says, why do you feel it's okay for you to bash your friends on social media? Because the remorse that I am seeing, like in the car, for example, and your actions in the past don't align with your social media statements. Candace, of course, says, I'm not addressing you anymore. And Ashley says, the difference between you and me is I address it to the group and you address it to the internet. Robin then says, what Candace did was unforgivable. Candace says, I asked Robin, Robin, I asked you if you were mad at me and you ignored me. But now in front of the group, you're playing damsel in distress. Okay. Are you team Candace or Robin on this one? Despite the whole one of it all in this particular situation. Listen, in all honesty, I'm team nobody. But for the sake of this conversation, (laughs) for the sake of this conversation, because, okay, the reason I'm team nobody, Candace Mm -hmm. is not talking to Ashley. She won't even make eye contact with Ashley. She's like, I am not addressing you. Robin won't make eye contact with Candace. She's like, I am not. I cannot with housewives who think that they're allowed to ignore other housewives. So that is why I'm deep down team nobody. They can all go kick rocks. However, for the sake of conversation, heart of hearts, bottom of my soul instinctively. Oh, God. I don't know if I can. Um, I don't like how low Candace goes in what she says about women. And yes. It's very difficult for me to side with anybody who does that as much as I hate Robin. I know. I even made a note. I hate the way Candace treats women. Hate it. And these are supposed to be people who are her friends, kind of-ish. She talks about women when she started going off the lap dance with Giselle and the kiss from Ashley to Karen. They're trying to... Oh, that's how you get herpes. That's how you get gonorrhea. This is what she... I wrote it down because I was so fucking horrified. Troy was watching it with me and he's like, whoa, who's this? I'm like, you could get herpes. You better be careful. HPV, chlamydia, gonorrhea, syphilis. The way she talks about women is disgusting. Period. Disgusting. And then calling Ashley a raggedy hoe... When she tried to get in the car with her, like, mm. Mm, girl, you know what? You have lost me. And that is the thing with Candace. I think she uses social media uh, to gain fans. Right. She bolsters herself on socials. Yeah. I think. I wish, I think what it is, is like, I wish that I could be on Candace's side because I hate the other women so much. Yes. But she loses me with like, the comments she makes and how much she hates women, her misogyny, everything that she mm-hmm. spouts off about. I just can't support it. And shutting it down immediately. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, who asked? I think Mia said, well, Candace, can you have a conversation with Robin? Nope. Robin can't do it either. And I think that's where the bit, uh, we've talked about this, but this is where the show is ending because yep. no one wants to watch this. So... I think Potomac is ripe for a entire cash shakeup, just like Roni. I'm sorry, I'm saying it. No, I don't. I don't see a way forward for this cast. There is no way forward, and Karen can work as hard as she wants. The unwillingness and lack of desire is just insane from yeah. a lot of these women. Robin, Giselle, they're on their own team. Candace is kind of just floating there by herself. Uh, it, the whole thing is so hard to watch. I will deeply grieve Karen 
mm-hmm. if they do an entire cash shakeup and she doesn't come back, she'll yeah. be the only person that I grieve at this point. Anyway, so Robin, of course, gets upset, walks away, calls Juan. And here she is trying to talk to her husband because she's upset. First red flag, mm? him not going on FaceTime. Oh, doing laundry. Laundry at the laundromat one. What does Who laundry look like? Does, is she blonde? Is she a brunette? Like, yeah. <laughs> is it your assistant one? And then he says, just be the biggest person for once. Yeah. Ro- Robin, you gotta be a He hates her so much. This is the man that you're writing so hard for. This is the man that you're defending everybody and ruining all of your friendships Mm -hmm. for. And he hates you. Okay, I love that for you, babe. I love it. Um, I personally don't want to watch it. I fucking hate how much she hates her. I hate how much she just accepts it. She's just like, okay, well, fine, I'm gonna go. And she like hangs up on him. Pretends to be upset. But she's hurt. She's not mad. She's hurt. Like, if my husband spoke to me like that, I'd be like, you don't have my back. You pretty much are insinuating I'm a piece of crap who is attacking these women for you, you piece of garbage. And then he knows it's on camera. So he's saying this stuff on purpose on camera. He's trying to almost uh, remove himself from her so that Mm. we all don't think that they're connected emotionally. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. And then her little minions show up, of course, the the three that are always supporting her. It's just very repetitive, I think. We're Mm -hmm. seeing the same thing play out in different ways every episode. And uh, I'm over it, honestly. The only other funny thing to me in this episode was when Robin says her her drag name would be the Green-Eyed Gobbler. Oh, that little gobbling sound that they put in the background. What is with this like sexy schnick? You know, it's just like, look at me. I'm having so much sex with Juan. With Juan, everyone. Goblin is load. Scrap that. It's not sex with. It's blowjobs. Blowjobs. Goblin up. Mm-mm-mm. I think that's <sighs> specifically why we're so repulsed. Yes. Because if she was getting hers, at least, it would be a little bit more respectable. Totally different. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yep. The gobbler. So on that note, um, Ooh. let's end it. <laughs> Indeed. And let's head over to Justin, baby. All right. Southern Charm, season nine, episode 15. Beyond the Valley of the Southern Dolls. (laughs) Whitney's having some kind of Valley of the Dolls behind the Valley of the Dolls or beyond the Valley of the Dolls party to christen his newly renoed cottage, which is, (gasps) as we all know, Michael's cottage. How dare you? Uh, okay, I was going to ask you on a scale of 1 to 10, how icky did this make you feel? It should have been kept as like a testament to this man, this I beautiful know. man, this beautiful angel. I don't like it. No, me either. But I do like it, actually. Like The vibe? Yeah, I love the vibe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was very like speakeasy-esque yes. kind of Yes. underground type of vibe i loved the vibe overall like i saw his vision for the party with like the 60s 70s love you know outfits it. and then all the little places that he had set up outside with like the couches and stuff but it was raining so i love that aspect mm-hmm. but yeah how dare you that's rude to michael so rude 
okay, do you think it's weird? He said this a few times, like, I'm redoing this so I don't have to go out anymore. What's that? Oh. That's so weird. I didn't hear weirdly him say that. Whis- uh, wow. I was going to say so weirdly and whiskey. So weirdly and Whitney. I didn't hear him He said say it like that. three times. Like, ah, oh, ha, 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 I'm doing this. So I don't have to go out anymore. Ha, ha, ha. I guess because it's a bar. He's like I setting guess. up his own bar. Maybe it's just like, ha, ha, joke. But I don't know. It well, listen, I have a very strange thing to talk to you about Whitney, but I'm saving <gasps> it for the end. You want Whitney? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Holy shit. I don't know if um, to be offended or <laughs> insulted here. Well, no. you said a very strange thing about Whitney. And I was like, yes, <gasps> she's turned. I have oh. a feeling that there's something you didn't hear him say. Okay. okay I okay, barely okay. heard him say it. And it was okay. right at the very end. So I'm going to talk to you about this okay. at the end. Ooh, it's me. wild. There's a bit of a conspiracy theory I have. It's okay. Oh, weird. I'm so excited. It's a little weird. Can I just say, like, Madison and her husband are, like, the hottest people Oh, my ever. God. How is she prettier without makeup? It's disgusting. Like, honestly, it is she disgusting. is. It's so not fair. She looks younger. She looks fresher. Yes. She should wear less makeup. Honestly, like yeah. a bitch. I can see why A-Rod, like, hit on her now. With that accent. I could so understand it. Anyway. I also, I kind of think, and I don't think that it's not really my place to, like, have an opinion here, but... This girl, of anybody, she needs to get a surrogate. Yes, I agree. (laughs) Like, you could tell she wants to do it for him. But she's like, oh, man, all this hard work on my body. Like, girl, the woman broke her pelvis having a child. Yeah, that too. Oops, I'm like, here I am talking about her body. (laughs) Girl's like, she broke her pelvis. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that as well. Yeah. I am no doctor, but once you break your pelvis and then another baby squeezes through there, like, wouldn't you be yeah. more? Or maybe they grow, maybe once it heals, it's like stronger. I don't know. Ooh, I, don't I don't fucking I can't know. I imagine the pain. No. Yeah. I would go surrogate. I noticed at the reunion, she certainly didn't look like she was pregnant. So maybe she's changed her mind on that. Maybe. I mean, I know she had like a whole big mommy makeover after the last one. So she had like a lot right? of plastic surgery yes. as well. To go through that again, uh, it it's for me specifically, it's the break-in of the pelvis part. Where yeah. I'm like, girl, oh, you paid oh your God. dues. You paid How your dues. How traumatizing. Oh my gosh. I would. Ne- I don't think I could do it again. Mm-mm. No, right? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Um, I also loved that it was pouring down rain for this party, just like <laughs> it was for Taylor's little apri or what? Yes. Ski apri? Ski apri? Because apparently it doesn't rain very often in Charleston. So that was like a bad omen. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. There was one little moment in the show that made me think of your theory about Shep having the hots for Paige. Okay. The shoulder rub. The shoulder rub. The she shoulder arrived rub. At Whitney's. He's like, hey, bitch. Massage, massage. And did you see her face? Oh, yeah. Oh, I saw Yeah, it. she hates him. She, she hates, hates him. She loathes him. Like, compared to when Austin came in, she's more like, hi, Austin, even though she knows him better. But yep. she don't She don't like shit. No. No, mm. I saw that shoulder rub and I hated it. I felt it in my own shoulders and they like, went up around my ears. <laughs> my, my hots for Shep has completely diminished oh that's that's good i'm mm-hmm. gladdened in my soul to know that makes me a little sad because 
it it really kind of made the show a little more interesting for me. It was honestly it what sealed the deal with was his outfit in Jamaica with the shorts and the the hat and the oh that's that's what it took. That's to... what, <laughs> that's what, <laughs> that's what really, really sent me over the end. I know I'm being superficial, guys. Um, it is a part of who I am. But when I saw that, I'm like, you you're greasy. You're greasy in this. Oh, very greasy. Mm. Very greasy. So speaking yeah. of greasy, Austin arrives after this. <gasps> With He's his looking beer. for an apology. Oh. Looking for an apology. Can you fucking believe this man thought? Strike him down, Jesus. That Olivia was going to say sorry to him. No, I can't in my right mind think that anyone with a, a lick of intelligence would think this way. What must it be like to go through life <laughs> as a Muppet mouth and just, you know, he immediately beelines for her basically yeah. when he gets there to extract her from a conversation she was already having so that he could go and get his apology that he thought was coming Mm -hmm. so fucking sad i did love the way though she reads him perfectly during every conversation they have so good i mean okay so we have this austin theory like off camera olivia contacts me all the time Mm -hmm. on camera he's almost implying she plays it up a little bit in front of all the friends you're a pig you're an asshole that was interesting for me because after jamaica she's like hey want to go for a walk all these things i understand she's mourning her brother that's a very traumatic thing austin obviously can relate to her in that way so i get it i don't know though she's obviously more pissed at taylor i understand that but I do think it's because she still has feelings for Austin in a way. I do. I wouldn't be surprised. I I do see genuine disgust from her. I don't know if that <laughs> she's finally gotten to a point of disgust where it's like tipped the level, so to speak, because she does say in this episode, like, I'm officially done with him. Mm. Like you, I don't know if I believe it, if behind the scenes they're not still talking but mm-hmm. i hope for her sake and for fucking austin needs to learn a lesson that he's not god's gift to women he's so disgusting man and what was almost more delusional in this episode is taylor thinking shep wants to have a chat and get back together with her okay yes but before we get to that we need to talk <sighs> about jt's behavior with taylor <gasps> okay okay let's let's go there Happy to say, like, your love affair with Shep is over. My love affair with JT is dead as a fucking doornail. Because I saw him morph from what I thought was a good man into a nice guy. A predator. Nobody likes a nice guy. Mm. I'm always going to have a soft spot for how hard he goes for Austin and how he tries so hard to, like, hold a mirror up to Austin's antics and behavior. But I can't get past this belief he seems to have that he is owed something from Taylor because he's been such a nice guy. He's championed her. He's been a white knight for her. And mm. that somehow means that she owes him a relationship or she owes him like sexual favors. She is in debt to him. Yeah. Yeah. That is uh, a very incel like mindset. Don't love it. I think it's very gross when men pretend to be friends with women while trying to get into their pants. It's, I'm, I can't respect that. No, you know, at this point, he is no better than Austin preying on Olivia during a time of mourning. Absolutely. Or Taylor, for that matter. He Absolutely. is doing exactly what Austin did 
So really, JT, I, I was so disappointed because I thought, here is a man who actually like will stand up for women, who has their best interest in mind. No, no, I guess not. Let's call a spade a spade. If he didn't want to fuck her, he wouldn't be white knighting her. No, no. I think that this moment that he had with Taylor, where she absolutely rejects him and basically laughs in his face when she's <laughs> like, I'm in love with you and I want to get married. This primed him. This is what really got his angry juices flowing and got him ready for the fight that comes later. Not to mention the fact that Shep shows up partway through it and <sighs> extracts Taylor from the conversation. And I couldn't look away because the height difference between Shep and JT, <laughs> the three in the circle, yeah. like he towers over this little man and i guys we all love a short king from time to time it's nothing it just was so significant in this moment like jg had to look up to him yeah and it was so sad it is very sad and but that is a really great point it's got nothing to do with his short height or his stature it's his personality that's making him napoleon-esque it's very uh problematic behavior and i would be saying it if he was tall first i mean he's better than austin he's better than shep okay like i will say that i do think he has a bigger heart but i don't it think was, so no i don't think so no i did i did i mean if let's be frank if he had the looks like the other two he would be no different you're right than them yeah, yeah you're right you're right it's it's you're a different right. okay thanks i love coming right Bingo. The way you repeat that, it just sounds so good in my ears. <laughs> I lost, like, I I lost thought of what I was going to so, say. Sorry. <laughs> I got so <laughs> And being right. No, because I processed it in my head. I'm like, is there anything I have here? Nope. It's only She's because right. he's, yeah. All right. So Shep and Taylor, they go oh. off to have their little conversation. And she basically says, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be opposed to like starting things back up again. The second she said it. Shep's legs started knee. to shake. The knee. His knee started to shake. I mean, that's not a great sign. Like, and we couldn't even see him from the waist down. I could, he, all you could see was him shaking. His I'm whole like, body oh. starts to quiver. My God, Taylor, what are you doing? The way that she said, I'm a hopeless romantic. And so at the end of the day, that happiness outweighs all the rest. <laughs> when you actually really break that that's down so and think about it, it's disgusting. Yeah, it is. It's it's very sad that she would tolerate Shep's behavior toward her because she's so obsessed with him. Question for you. Do you think Shep has been leading Taylor on? Okay. I truly think Shep is done with her. I truly think he does not want to have uh like any kind of romantic or any kind of tie with her going forward. I think he's mm-hmm. done in that way. But and this has been my experience ex-boyfriends do have trouble letting go entirely it's like they want you to be happy but not really with anybody else Uh they want to be able to put you in the past and have you stay there and not evolve and move on like he keeps the way he said something but i'm still gonna message you i'm still gonna you know check in from time to time Mm -hmm. he I don't I don't know how to really phrase it other than he wants her to be happy, but not really with anybody else. I don't mm-hmm. think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't have much experience with that. But all my exes run away. <laughs> Never hear from them again. <laughs> but um, as little 
capacity Shep has to care about someone, I do think he does care about Taylor in a way Mm -hmm. that is abnormal for him and foreign to him. So I do think that's why he has is trying to become a parent to her instead of this romantic partner. I don't know. It's it's a strange thing. But to me, I, I feel like he's made it quite clear he does not want to get back with her. And all she does is try to make him jealous. She thinks that she's going to change that. She does. She walks into the bathroom after that and she says, it's fine. It's water off a duck's back. Because she's not able to even be real in this moment and express how sad. She walks into a bathroom, she bursts into tears. And honestly, Mm. sorry, I was like, good. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I, I hate that. I hate how hard this woman tries to make him jealous right out of the gate. She's yeah. like, I don't, I don't regret anything that happened between Austin and I. Just say it, say it, say it. Dating Austin would bother you. Say it. And he's like, well, not really. If you actually like each other. She's like, God damn it. Like you can see it in her face. I was so thankful. She's like, I don't think I should have contact with you. But you know, that's not going to last unless no. Shep enforces it. I she did was saying kind that of- as a threat. I oh, absolutely. Like everything she has done this entire season is to try to make him jealous. So he realizes and has an epiphany, goes, oh, guess what, guys? I, I think I actually do love Taylor Ann Green. No, he, do- he doesn't want to be with you, girl. Okay. She wanted him to say like, oh, no, like we still got to mm-hmm. talk. But he was just like, okay. <laughs> I did kind of chuckle when I thought about, okay, you just rejected JT, but I think if you actually did get with him, Taylor, that would bother Shep way more than Austin in a weird way. Like, but it again goes back I to honestly disgust. think it would be disgust, yes. not jealousy. Well, speaking of jealous, Austin talking about how jealous JT is of him. I mean, I kind of think it's true. <laughs> I kind of agree. It is true. I, I think we have to go back to the. We got to mention the fact that this man is on a stool on his on knees. On a stool. On, on a stool now, on his knees. Yes. He did not get up on that stool to talk to Austin. <laughs> no. But the, the part that started this whole animosity in this moment between them was Austin walking up to him while he's on the stool. And you can already see Austin is ready for a fight. He oh, came yeah. in guns blazing and he says to JT, hold on, I wrote this down. He was like, I did tell you to get on a chair to talk to me the next time. And you did. (gasps) And he makes like this little comment about him being on eye level with him finally. So (gasps) he he has a smug smile on his face as well. He knew it was going to happen. And JT replies, he's like, you're a snake and a coward. (laughs) I mean, also true. (laughs) <laughs> that little comment that Austin made, like, what are you squealing about, JT? Like, he's so demeaning and disparaging yes, towards I him. I bet that's how he talks to women, too. That's the way he thinks of women, at least yeah. in his head. He doesn't talk that way to them while he's courting them. It's only after that the truth like, comes I'm out. Like, I'm thinking Madison walking in on the threesome. You're God, Madison! Madison! How dare you! Oh, I hate him! So Taylor comes in at this point, because JT's getting upset. And JT said something about, like, it's only because you fucked his girlfriend or something like that. And Taylor comes in. She's like, hey, 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 you know, like, it's not fair, JT. You can't come in here. And JT turns on Taylor and was like, I'm never going to forget this. I will not forget Um, to try and shut her up. (laughs) I mean, the dude has been ride or die, obviously, just to get with her. But 
I, I think he's probably just like, come on. Can't you just throw me a bone in this moment? I'm on my knees, <laughs> you literally. You can't throw me one bone. All right. What about that confessional where Austin says this line? Guys like JT don't get the girl. I get the girl. Mm-hmm. Did you gag or did you throw up? <laughs> uh, both. Combination of both? Um, yeah. Yep. No, it, it just summed Austin up for me. He really is in his villain era. And he, but a, a villain who's trying to do therapy, but there's no way out for him. No. He is such a jackass. J, this is why JT, I don't think is as bad as him. Just because I hated Austin so much, maybe. Hmm, I have to sit with that. Yeah, I can't tell, honestly. I flip back and forth. The more yes. you think about it, the more you're like, yeah, but if JT could, he mm. probably would. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that um, almost makes it worse. It does. So it does. <laughs> yeah. Austin pushes him off the stool. I can't. <laughs> this was so symbolic. It JT like, goes flying. He Napoleon. flies through the air. <laughs> Napoleon at war. Yes. Oh, man. I don't know if you caught this either. Whitney is gleefully smiling in the background at the bar. Like everybody, it's chaos erupting. (laughs) I I did see that. (laughs) There's shoving going on. There's yelling. They're in each other's faces. And in the background, it's just Whitney going, hey, (laughs) it's going to be great for ratings. (laughs) JT starts posturing. He's like chest bumping. He goes (laughs) in. From my perspective, this is what I thought happened. He went in to try to like chest bump (laughs) Austin. He misjudged misses and like kind of head bumps him him. because you see it would be at chin level (laughs) and it was a it was a chin bump it was you see austin's hair goes flying because he's been like hit in the face and i'm not quite sure it kind of flashed like the camera work was very dodgy in this moment i don't know where the cameras were why aren't they showing us what happened it's like they all came running out of the darkness and they're filming through the windows all of a sudden (laughs) but um i saw i saw like austin's arm went up so like there was some kind of face hit i don't know what happened Mm -hmm. and then austin is just like 10 years 10 years of no physical contact until you Learn to control yourself if you're such a big man and he's such a little guy. Yeah. Loser. Maybe. You antagonize the shit out of him. I get GT was a little harsh and it has been a, a bit of a pile on from him. But come on, Austin, if you think you're that much better than him, you could just walk away, smirk, laugh in his face and go bring Taylor Ann Green home. And I'm sorry. He pushed him off the ch- off the stool. He started the physical. He started the of physical this. exactly. Yes, he did get it a uh, a top of the head to the chin. That <laughs> is very aggressive. But he he shoved him off the stool, and it wasn't yeah. like a little shove. Like this poor mm-hmm. little guy, he went fly. This poor so. little babe. This poor wee babe. <laughs> no, it's that was... okay. Now I feel like we're short shaming JT. Again, and I feel bad, but compared to Austin, it just is not a fair fight. It's it isn't though. It isn't, especially when you're on a stool on your knees. Mm-hmm. Well, this is basically where the episode ends. I'm waiting for this Whitney thing, except <laughs> except for one small little clip. So the credits are rolling. Mm-hmm. It's showing like the aftermath. Like everybody's like buzzing about what has just happened. Did you notice, Sarah, and I already know that you didn't, it's a clip at the very end 
Whitney and Austin, they're like around the corner outside, like behind a bush or something. Talking to producers? Was that? I don't know if they were talking to producers or what. Whitney was trying to calm Austin down. And he's like leaning in and talking to him really kind of intimately. (gasps) And he says, calm down. Calm down, baby. What? Yes, they do have this little jokey thing that they do where they call each other baby. Just the two of them? Well, when Austin arrived, he brought in the beers and he's like, let's stock the beer. Let's stock your fridge, baby. And they do like a double cheek kiss. They're like, hey, baby. And then when they were in the, um, I was about to say Bermuda, in Jamaica. I know. The kiss. They shared a kiss. Oh, yeah. Yes, they did. Ah. And I just want to say that um, Whitney instigated in that moment in Jamaica, them doing the reenactment of Austin and Taylor's kiss for a second Second time. They had already reenacted this. Dancing. The dance. I remember that. But Whitney wanted to reenact it again just for fun, I guess. And this time he got a big old wet kiss on the lips from Austin. And now there is a clip of them at the end of the show. And it's not not a jokey way. Mm -hmm. He's not saying baby in a jokey way in front of the cameras. Ah. He's saying it in a very serious way. I need to to hear this. You need to go back and watch it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Calm down, baby. Calm down. Anyways, I mean, I, I'm not really speculating about sexuality. No, no. I just no. was very shocked to see that because it was not in the joking way that I'm used to seeing it. Yeah, because I didn't even notice when Austin said it. I just thought, oh, you know. Yeah, ha, ha, ha. that's the but way. That is their thing. But in the I'm heat of the moment, watch that. like they weren't joking. Okay. But hm. the other flip side of that is that Whitney is a producer. So true. Would true. he have left that in? True. Would he have noticed? Is there a disgruntled editor on the cast who left that in? I don't know. Well, I'm excited for this reunion. It looked poppin'. And I did love in this episode, Olivia is just absolutely done with Taylor. And Taylor is absolutely done with Olivia. So I cannot fucking wait. It's a two-parter. I hope it's going to be as good as we're hoping. Really flipping excited to get into the Salt Lake City reunion part one oh, coming up this yeah. week. We're going to be all over that um, on Thursday, and then we're going to have Fuck It Friday as well. So it's going to be a good week coming Woo! up. Hope everybody is settling back into work or life after the whole Christmas it break. It does. It I know. sucks. Yeah, it's not fun. It's not fun. But you know what? Only like 350 Five fifty days. <laughs> I don't even know till the next one. Okay. Yeah. Fly by. Okay. It'll fly by. <laughs> Just want to tell you guys, we truly appreciate you guys listening, following, yeah. reviewing, rating, sharing. We really do, and you guys make this so much fun. This little hobby, uh, so we much really fun do. for us. And thank you, seriously, thank you. We love you so much. We appreciate you. But until next time, stay truthful. But not hopeless. Love you. Catch you on the flip side. And those of you who haven't rated or reviewed or shared or anything, please do that. And then we will thank you as well. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye.